If level one is the stock market, then level two is your investment accounts because without these investment accounts, you can't reap the benefits of the stock market. Now, there are a lot of different types of investment accounts out there. You have the 403B, 457, and a lot more. And yeah, I know it's confusing, so just to keep things simple, we're going to be focusing mainly on the traditional IRA, Roth IRA, and 401k, as these are the most common. First things first, IRA. And if you thought that it was pronounced IRA when you first saw it, don't worry, I did too. But it's an acronym that stands for Individual Retirement Accounts. So what's the difference between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA? Now, when it comes to retirement accounts, there's two main vehicles. These vehicles are your traditional accounts and your Roth accounts. And the main difference separating these two pertains to taxes. Yay, taxes. And yeah. I know that no one really likes to hear that word, but that's why these two different types of investment accounts are super important. To break it down even further, Roth IRAs are considered tax deferred and traditional IRAs are tax deductible. Tyler, who you just heard from, is a financial representative at a financial institution. So before we go any further, let's hear about tax deferred first. You don't have to pay income tax on the contributions. Instead, you will pay the taxes upon distribution. So when you go to take the money out of the account itself. All right, let's dive into Roth IRA accounts even further. Now, as far as the Roth accounts go, the main one you'll hear of is known as the Roth IRA. And that IRA just stands for Individual Retirement Account. So this is something that you would need to set up outside of your work and on your own. So when Tyler says setting it up on your own, he means it. And with things like 401k, which we'll be talking about later, typically you can set that up with the company that you're working for. But with a Roth IRA, you have to find a broker to open up that account. So what's a broker? Basically, these are companies where you hold your investment fund. They give you access to invest into places like the stock market. I personally use TD Ameritrade for my Roth IRA, but there are many other brokerages out there like Charles Schwab, Fidelity, and Betterment, just to name a few. Everyone's situation is different, so make sure to do your research before choosing a brokerage if you do open up a Roth. All right, let's hear about some of the other perks of a Roth IRA. Your Roth accounts, essentially you'll just be ripping the band-aid off early and pay the taxes when you go and contribute to the account itself so that when it grows and accumulates and you go to take the money out that money will come out tax-free now you might be wondering why does all this matter and what is all this talk about taxes to truly understand the perks of a Roth let's take a look at a traditional IRA traditional IRAs are considered tax-deductible this means that you're able to put in money before you pay taxes on it, but when you take it out later, you have to pay taxes on it. I know there's a lot of moving parts there, so let's recap really quick. Traditional IRAs are tax deductible, and this means that you put in money before you pay taxes, but when you take out that money when you retire, you have to pay taxes on it then. Whereas with Roth IRAs, since it's tax deferred, you pay taxes up front and don't have to pay taxes when you withdraw your money. So to show why this is important, we're going to be doing some really simple math. 
Let's say you're working a job and you make $100 and you're taxed at 25%. So that $100 turns into $75 and you take that $75 and put it into a Roth IRA and wait until you're 60 years old. That $75 has now turned into $200 and since it's a Roth, you get to keep all $200. Now let's say you make that same $100 and are still being taxed 25%, but since you're investing into your 401k, which is a traditional IRA, you can put in your full $100 before you pay taxes on it. You wait until you're 60 years old, that $100 has now turned into $300, but since you've been successful in your career and you're making a lot of money now, you're taxed at 50%. Since your money isn't a traditional IRA account, you have to pay that 50% tax on your money. So when you withdraw your money, you only end up with $150. This is a hypothetical scenario where you can see the benefits of a Roth IRA versus a traditional IRA, but that doesn't necessarily mean that a Roth IRA is right for you. Typically for younger people though, a Roth is something that you should always keep in mind. So let's hear a final cheat code from Tyler before learning about some mistakes that Mid has made that cost him thousands of dollars so that you don't make the same. Now a fun tip for you guys, anything with the number four in it, so like the 401k, 403b, 415, it's essentially backed by a company and not always, but usually provides some sort of match to what you are contributing. All right, the matching part is extremely important because it's basically the company giving you free money. So for example, I just looked up the Facebook employee 401k benefits and they match 50% on the first 7% of your base salary. That means if you have a $100,000 salary and you contribute $7,000 to your 401k, Facebook will essentially give you $3,500 more to invest as well. So not a bad deal. Obviously, matching your 401k is typically ideal for most individuals, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you can do it all the time because other bills that you might have, especially those outrageous student loans. But there is a solution out there from an up-and-coming tech company called Lentable. Here's how it works. Let's say you couldn't contribute the full $7,000 and you could only contribute $5,000. If you only contributed 5,000, Facebook would only match you with 2,500, so you've basically lost out on $1,000 of free money. That's where Lentable comes in. They will give you a cash advance of $2,000 so that you can max out your contributions and get that full $1,000 match from Facebook. They do have a low cost service fee that depends on the amount of the cash advance, but basically you're doing a profit split rather than actually paying a fee. I'll link Lentable in the show notes below, but let's hear from Min next about some of the mistakes that he's made so that you don't have to. The first big misconception is that you're too young to start an IRA. That's just false. In most cases, you can actually open up your own IRA account as early as 18 years old. I didn't start my IRA account until I was in my early 30s, and I actually consider that one of my biggest financial mistakes, costing me thousands and thousands of dollars in potential gains in the process. So I urge you to not make the same mistake I did and start your IRA as soon as possible. Start as early as possible. And even if you're only working part-time right now, many companies have a 401k match program while some internships even have retirement benefits too. Even if it's $50 a month, that $50 can turn into hundreds if not thousands by the time that you retire. So don't wait like Min did. Another misconception is that an IRA in itself is not an investment, but rather a vehicle for investing. Like my previous example, the actual investments are the cookies inside the cookie jar and the IRA is the jar itself. A mistake I made in my first year contributing to my IRA, 
I contributed the max $6,000 into my account, but I actually didn't make any selections for actual investments until months later when I realized my huge mistake. Again, please learn from my errors and make sure you're actually picking what you want to invest in inside your IRA. I'm sure Min is not the only one that has done this. So please, please, please learn from his mistakes. Putting money into an investment account doesn't mean that it's going to magically make more money. For your money to grow, you need to invest it into things like stocks, bonds, ETFs, index funds, and others. It's great to take the step and fund your investment account. Just make sure that you're using that money to actually invest. A third misconception is that setting up an IRA is difficult and complex, but it's actually really not. Do your own homework upfront to understand how an IRA works and then simply contribute every year, which I can encourage you to contribute as much as you can up to the IRS limit, which is $6,000 in 2021. And once you have that system set up, the rest is pretty easy. Contribute every year and watch your money grow. Honestly, setting up my Roth was a lot easier than I thought it was going to actually take. It took me like five minutes through TD Ameritrade. It's super simple, and I personally use nav.it to make sure that I'm sending $500 every month into my Roth to reach that $6,000 max at the end of the year. And before I go, I want to finish off with these last words from Min that really exemplify the power of time and investing. Remember that time is the most important factor in building long-term wealth, and time is definitely on your side as a college student. Imagine this, if by the time you're 25 and able to consistently contribute $500 a month to your Roth IRA, you'll be a tax-free millionaire before the time you reach 65 years old. Combine that with your 401k contributions, and who knows how fast you'll get there. I know that might seem like an eternity from now, but think about how much your future self will thank you for building the financial discipline early on in life. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to be a millionaire or anything, but your boy is turning 25 this year and contributing $500 a month to his Roth. So who knows where that account will be when I'm 65. All I know is that life is a game. Investments and retirement accounts are a cheat code to financial freedom. Continue to do your research because it might seem boring now, but when you get older, you'll be happy that you spent that extra second to subscribe to the show and you listen to all of our episodes about personal finances for college students. Well, that's about it. I'm out. Here's the challenge. To get this podcast to the next level, the best way for shows to grow is to get reviews on iTunes, and we need to get to 110 by the end of season 11. If we do, we will be giving away a $110 gift card to Amazon to someone who leaves us a review on iTunes. To make sure that we know who leaves these reviews, make sure to take a screenshot of the review and send it to the email in the show notes. And if you listen on Spotify or any of the other podcasting platforms, personally, I get that. I listen on Spotify because I like it better, but just grab the closest iPhone and leave us a review. All right, see you guys next episode. Peace.